accessing library computer data. Out there, there are no saints. Just people. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Continuing our run through of Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. We are up to crossover. It is the 23rd episode of the second season, aired on May 15th, 1994. Teleplay goes to Peter Allen Fields, one of my favorites, and Michael Piller. Story credit goes to Peter Allen Fields, directed by David Livingston. In this episode, an accident inside the wormhole sends Kira and Bashir into the mirror universe where Klingons, Cardassians, and Bajorans rule over their human slaves. Clay. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery, the 23rd episode of the second season. We're going to talk all about the Mirror Universe and everything like that. So how are you? I'm good. You can't see, but I've cut my beard into a goatee exactly <laughs> for this occasion. <laughs> We're no also... goatees in this episode. Very, very uh, sad about that. But apparently the headband is the goatee of the future. Yeah. Yep. It's a very, it's a, it's helpful when, when you have a female character as you lead. It's tough to get the goatee across, which was a little bit... I guess something I they didn't think about in the 60s. I think they dropped the ball. They could have been very progressive and just given her a goatee. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Although um, it might it might ruin uh, Nana Visitor's uh, sex appeal in this episode, which is probably off the charts, probably the sexiest portrayal of a mirror <laughs> universe person that's ever been done on Star Trek. We'll get into that, all that and more. Uh, so we're going to take a break. Play an audio clip. Me and Clay are going to come back and break down crossover. What's your designation? Bashir. Julian. Is that a joke? I don't know. Is it? No jokes. That's my rule of obedience number 14. Now, what's your designation? I don't have a designation. I don't have a designation, sir. Another rule of obedience. I don't have a designation, sir. I don't have a designation, sir. Now, why is that? I don't know. And frankly, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You're here to process ore. Have you ever done that before? No, I haven't. Have you ever worked in the mines? No. Then what have you done? I've been practicing medicine. Did you forget rule of obedience number 14? It's not a joke. I'm a doctor. Well, doctor, don't forget to scrub before you operate. (laughs) Okay, so it's not just an ankle-breaking move in basketball. Crossover is actually an episode of Deep Space Nine where they go into the Mirror Universe. And Clay, this becomes a semi-annual thing for Deep Space Nine. Um, I won't say more than that. Maybe I will later on. But they, they do sort of somewhat regularly return to the Mirror Universe. Um, and it's funny because after TNG, TNG stayed totally away from the mirror universe, which is a little surprising now that I look back on it and think about that, but they didn't do it. They didn't want to do it. And so now deep space nine has come along and with a little bit more free reign, uh, from a production standpoint, because Voyager is starting to get ready to air and that was going to be the flagship. They're starting to breach into these Star Trek sci-fi, um, traditional concepts that hadn't been touched on in a while. So, crossover. Where do you want to start with this one? Well, first, I think if you're talking about uh, Kira's sex appeal, you have to make sure that you say either Kira or her whole name because uh, you're going to be on recording saying how sexy Nana was. Oh, sure. And um, <laughs> with, with the way that the audio editing is going into the future, I'm going to live to regret this when I run for president. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I enjoyed this. Um, Hmm. Where to start with this one? Uh, Do we want to start with Discovery? Do we just want to start with DS9? Yeah. Let's let's start with Discovery briefly. So, okay. Well, do, do you have a point? My just my point about approaching this with Discovery is just that this episode sort of explains and highlights why Discovery's Mirror Universe stuff didn't work. If you're not familiar with, the mirror, with Discovery's Mirror Universe, you might not want to listen to this episode, but you can go check that out. A huge problem with Discovery was how it handled the Mirror Universe. And I think that this episode is does a better job on two fronts. It, A, embraces the sort of campiness 
of the mirror universe in a way that's fun to watch. And B, it also fits in and answers a question in the franchise and in all of the Star Trek series about what Kirk did to the mirror universe when he went there Mm -hmm. in TOS. And it's really kind of clever. And on some level, this is, this is an, a prime directive episode on some level. And Discovery didn't do any of that. <laughs> Discovery didn't give you time or it made up characters that you would have no re- relation or understanding of why the Mirror Universe characters work like that. And DS9 changed what the TOS Mirror Universe was at this point. It, the evolution of the Mirror Universe in the DS9 is that where TOS's Mirror Universe was, they were just the barbarians to the beautiful sort of perfection of humanity at that point of Star Trek, or at least they... The nobility and like grandeur that Kirk and Starfleet stood for, where they're always going to do the right thing, and it's all all about that. The mirror universe in TOS was just a basically a barbarian version of that, like they were the opposite of it, a, a mirror reflection. DS9 stuff being a more character based show is everyone in the DS9 mirror universe is just a variation or bringing to the forefront of a, a bad personal trait that the characters have in themselves right. in the regular universe. <clears throat> Yeah, um, the 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 number one thing to call out as um, well. So if if this had been an episode of Discovery, uh, we would never would have seen evil Kira. Yep, it would have just been our universe Kira having to navigate being mistaken for evil Kira, but you would never understand what the differences in the characters were because you never saw them and never bounced them off each other. Yeah. So do what Bashir has here. Bashir doesn't have a mirror universe duplicate of himself. Right. And he's not, but he's not portrayed as there's no, there's no reason for him to have one. Right. Let's put it that way. Yep. Um, And this would also be uh, a discovery if they had done this episode, three episodes into deep space. Nine. Right. (laughs) Uh, Because, (laughs) The reason that the mirror universe works so well is exactly what you what you said. It's, and we talked about this at length with Discovery. It's, it's taking what you know about the characters and their interactions and turning it on its head in order to bring to the forefront, um, like, like you said, uh, uh, accenting negative traits about these people to kind of get them to uh, learn in in some way or another uh, about their own failings and whatnot. And I do think if this episode has a failing, it's that I don't think they followed through enough with that point. Um, I think they do a really good job presenting the characters that we know in an inverse way, but I don't think ultimately anybody learns anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, there was nothing... Like, Kira going into this episode... The... Let's just okay. So I guess I guess this would be a good way to say it. So I was surprised, given what you were seeing from Kira in this episode, that the first ep- the the cold open when they're before they go into the mirror episode didn't have her involved in some sort of discussion about power or something. You know, like there yeah. there was no th- the thematic thread didn't seem to be hooked onto anything, and so therefore when they get back. It even, I mean, even when they get back, it's just if they don't have a moment where they kind of like take in everything that just happened, it's just sort of like, hey, we're back. I'm wearing a dress. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I know. And then yeah. they just play the credits. You know, there's no real time to sit with anything. And it's because the mirror universe is really, I think, I think I said this before. It's sort of like a, it's sort of like a Christmas carol, more or less, right? Yep. Um, and the reason that stuff works is because. It allows you to see an alternate version of yourself and to then uh, uh, sort of um, be a metaphor or, uh, for whatever it is the character's dealing in that dealing with in that episode. And they don't do that. They do the fun stuff, and I think the fun stuff is good, but they don't ground it in a way that I found very satisfying. Like the um, – they try to do a little bit with the the Terran stuff at the end with O'Brien, but there's but even there, there's nothing up to that point from Kira's point of view or even Bashir's point of view that would really make that speech from O'Brien land with them, other yeah. than the fact yeah. that they just think that it's bad. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree because I'm mostly I was I was surprised by I think Colmini really like knocks it out of the park with his performance. Yeah, he's great at, at the end there. Like, I, I honestly I was expecting him to turn on them. Yeah, yeah. Like I was expecting it to be one of those things where he's like, "Yeah, I'll help you out." And then like, uh, did you see the new Star 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 Wars yet? Nope, not yet. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> not, that you, not, not 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 that you care, but um, I was expecting him to be like, "Yeah, I'll help you guys out," and then just walk them into the throne room and be like, "Yeah, these guys were trying to escape" or something like that. Right, you know? because that's a very mirror. You like you in yeah, order to curry yeah. favor, you would sort of sell out your friends in the mirror universe. Yeah, because in the, if I remember correctly, in the original one. It's not just that everybody was like inverted. It was like everybody was an asshole. Like every everybody, right? It's built on they're, backstabbing. Like they're, they're sort of, yeah. at least the Terran Empire is built on like you kill the person in charge to take their job, basically. Right, right. And the, so, and I, I agree with everything you said. I think that the, I think what the episode is kind of saying, but it doesn't really make the characters do it, is how... It's a, it's criticizing, it's really criticizing Kirk's decision in TOS and what he did. Mm -hmm. Like what Kirk did drastically impacted this universe. And no, no matter how sort of high and mighty and like the right thing that he thought was doing, their interactions with the mirror universe was so catastrophic that on one hand, Kira, like the universe of the mirror universe seems to know about that. And they, they're desperate to avoid that ever happening again. I really like the I really like that Kira didn't know who Kirk was also. I, I don't I just like that detail that there's no reason why she would know who Kirk was. Who Kirk was, yeah, because she he's yeah. he's a human hero, obviously. Why would a Bajoran know who the who the hell if Kirk is? If that had been Star Trek Discovery, it would have been have you ever heard of a Terran named Kirk? And she'd be like, Yeah, Captain Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, who's you know, did this, 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 and this. Why do you ask? Had seventy nine you know, episodes thing. in the sixties, about thirty of which were good. Yes, I know yeah. James C. Kirk. <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree with that, and I think that the 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 what the episode is really kind of saying to me, although it doesn't really get into it, is just how it's a criticism of TOS's point of view of interventionalism, basically, mm -hmm. and saying like this is the ultimate case of the Prime Directive, and even though it happened in a terrible universe where no one would ever want to live, it actually caused people like O'Brien to suffer more because of it. Like what he did was the the wrong way to go about things and the the Terrans have been flipped and what you it's interesting because this will mean a lot more to you going forward but they're they're laying the groundwork of outside influences who mean you harm you can't become pacifists against them and that's what the Terrans did in this episode like they you know Spock went around spreading the gospel like it was Jesus basically walking around saying like we can't do this and we can't do that and we have to be peaceful and they were promptly overrun by everybody else in the in the universe on that side. Funny, funny how that didn't happen after the destruction of Emperor George Ao's flagship. You'd think. You'd think. That yeah. That, <laughs> did well, yeah. Before I go any further, did the do you think now that you've had more mirror universe stuff, has the discovery being a prequel impacted your opinion of that universe? Like on on the on only on that level, has it changed anything? Uh, Do you find it difficult it, to reconcile? I guess basically. Well, yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's just why did they put it in the past? Just put it in the future. Yep. Like the only reason, not that we need to get into this shit again, but the only reason <laughs> they put it in the past was so they could bring up stuff people recognized. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, everything they brought up, except for the fucking Enterprise at the end, was stuff that you could have done in the future anyway. Even if you had done it in the future and the Enterprise shows up, it would be even cooler because it would be a new Enterprise. And be uh, Sorry, you got to stop me because I'm going to do well, this. Well, like, look at, look at this episode, right? Say you were a Star Trek fan who had never seen the original series. You don't need to know the original series to understand this episode. Like, maybe the yeah. Kirk reference is the only thing. but No, honestly, I was going to say that. Even the Kirk reference, I don't think you need to know. Because they don't, again, they don't, and they don't talk about who he was in relationship to like the the Star Trek. Right, mythos. they never say Enterprise or anything. Yeah, yeah, they just mention this one guy who crossed over. They kind, I mean, you jokingly said Spock starts spreading the the gospel like Jesus, but they kind of talk about Kirk that way. In like he was this guy who came across. I mean, not they're not talking about him religiously, but yeah, it's this that same kind of. It's a, it's a similar feeling to the story where it's a, about this man who uh, crossed dimensions and showed the people this way is better, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but they, yeah, they never talk about him. They don't mention that he's a Starfleet guy or do they? 
No, I don't think so. They just mentioned, maybe say Captain Kirk, but they just mentioned his name, I think. Well, actually, you know what it was? Uh, I, I got a little confused when they were talking about it because I, I, I didn't realize um, they were talking about Kirk, the Mirror Universe Kirk. Um, that's the point of view they were talking about the story from because they said, you know who Kirk is? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, he was this Terran, Terran captain who switched places with his mirror, you know, counterpart. Oh, and, and then they go in from there. So there's really no reason why they would know he was Starfleet. Oh, okay. So I guess yeah. that. So uh, I didn't I even would, I didn't that even catch sense. that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that they would be. Talking I believe from so, the unless I'm mistaken. I believe that's the way that they they do it. Huh? Yeah, interesting. Do I? I I'm now I'm just I'm trying to scroll through. That that would make sense to me if that happened. It's not really important, but it's a. I I think the episode works a lot like as you say we're we're well into the series now where we know these characters and they get to play a little bit the actors seem to like it they they're uh, particularly avery brooks who's just sort of going over the top with what he wants to do here it seems like man that guy is a theater actor yes a capital t and a capital a <laughs> yes he is such a theater actor that he pretends to nap by sitting up against a post basically yes um <laughs> Like with one one leg kinked and his hand hanging over his yeah, knee. He, he he's borderline too much on some level. It feels like everything that every choice we've criticized Cisco for is kind of it feels like it's Avery Brooks just screaming to be let out of this character. On, uh, on, I it's think. like this the mirror universe of uh, of uh, Cisco is Cisco constantly auditioning for the part of Iago and Othello. <laughs> Basically, you can never trust that uh, that dirty parrot. Um, <laughs> so the, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's a lot to talk about with this episode, but I, I don't really know where to start. I mean, I, I like the, I like the way that it branches out the characters and it gives you a sort of insight into what everyone else is doing. Uh, you don't really see Bashir, but you get a good sight into Odo. You meet Cisco, you meet Quark, you meet, um, I, my biggest, my biggest disappointment was I was really hoping that Mirror Universe Quark would be exactly the same as Prime Universe Quark because I, I thought that would be kind of funny. Yeah, he, he's he's the flip. The the one that's mostly the same is O'Brien, I think, right? He's the yeah. Spock character who is kind of the same person in both universes. And I, I will say um, for all of the edgy gore that Discovery tried to inject into their show – None of it comes close to the awesomeness of Odo fucking exploding. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever seen in any episode of Star Trek. It's Odo exploding like scanners. <laughs> yeah, he's um and Rene Aubergenois is another one who's really relishing this chance to play the role differently. Um you know, in in a push of their their worst character instincts, Odo just basically becomes he becomes the security chief that's allowed to do whatever he wants to do in this universe. Mm. Uh, he slaps Bashir around quite a bit. He has, and then one day he'll become uh, the president's pick for the head of the CIA. <laughs> that's right. He is. Um, he'll he'll work his way up the political ladder. He's uh, Odo. Odo. Has, I think he calls it rules of order or something rules of obedience oh yeah which is a playoff of quark's rules of acquisition um what did you think about quark becoming the most heroic person on the station um i liked it especially because he gets executed (laughs) yeah they 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 kill him yeah he doesn't he doesn't come out of it um i like that they they made him a uh a good person but not necessarily that didn't make him a uh, didn't make him safe yeah yeah um cuz i think just turning him into like a hero would have been you know too much well, he it's was funny. In the, in he the... was well, i was just say he was believably good like he was he was a good guy he was basically oscar schindler yeah where yeah. he was a good guy but he was still playing both sides and he was still sneaky but he was just sneaky good instead of sneaky bad they had a previous episode where it was revealed that Quark's um, might have been necessary evil, where Quark has uh, shown that during the occupation, he would sell Bajoran laborers food, which is it's a that's a good characterization of Quark in the regular universe. Right. It's like he's he'll help them, but it's ultimately because he wants to make some money off of it. Like even, even if it's a, a faux pas or a social faux pas to sell to these Bajoran slaves, he will do it, but only because he makes money. Here, it's kind of the inverse, where he's a little bit more, he's a little bit more towards the light side, I guess is what you describe him, but he is, 
it's an interesting flip that to me that he's the character who just sort of moves from morally dark to morally light on some level. Like it's a very, uh, very slight gradient shift over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that though. It did kind of that sequence when Kira starts talking to him though, did uh, bring up one of my big questions, which is why do they. So in, in a, Big change from the way they handle it in Discovery. Um, everyone seems to totally be aware of and fine with the fact that there's a second Kira from another dimension. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, they don't try to hide her, but they just let her wander around the station. What did you what What did you think was what's the motivation of the intendant? Kira, the mirror universe Kira here. What do you think she is up to? Because she's the one that's allowing our universe Kira to sort of move around freely and, she, and while Bashir is slaving away in the ore refining factory. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if the episode ever touches on it, but it was, it's interesting. Garrick says that she's in love with her, which I don't know if that's supposed to be like a narcissistic thing or she actually loves her. Um, but it was uh, like, what did you, what was your sense of mirror universe Kira? Because she struck me as the sort of, <clears throat> most unexpected characterization i think out of all the leads that we'd seen i uh i liked her i thought they i, I mean it was a, it was a great inverse for her um and i thought the way that they played her that's why i was expecting there to be some sort of a deeper revelation for for prime kira uh especially that first scene that they have together where uh Prime Kira basically knows exactly what Mira Kira is thinking. Yeah. And her motivations and everything. And it's like, oh, okay. So she recognizes that this evil version of her is only a couple steps away. It's close enough that she knows how to, she knows how this person thinks. Yeah. And so that's why I was, I was thinking like, I'm surprised there wasn't some sort of thread to prepare her or prepare us for her facing that side of herself. Yeah. And um I started to see the uh the way that Mira Kira was playing their relationship as she wants her to stick around because even though she's the leader of this thing, she's she's pretty she's lonely. I mean, she's there were there any other Bajorans on that thing that weren't slaves? No, I didn't. I didn't see any. I, I don't think it was that mostly the, Klingons and Cardassians, right? Yeah, so it's a it's a Klingon Cardassian alliance, and I guess Bajor has joined them. I didn't see any other Bajorans though, but I I think that the Bajorans are supposed to be on equal footing with the Klingons and Cardassians. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder. I wonder if it's actually. I mean, I might be reading too into this, but I wonder if it's actually meant to to play both ways. Um, where uh, Mirakira is actually actually wants to keep Prime Kira around because she's not entirely evil, so she sees the good in Prime Kira. If that yeah. makes sense, because yep. they have that back and forth where uh, uh, Prime Kira says um, it's actually kind of oddly similar to what they do in Discovery, right, with George Al, because doesn't doesn't because Kira says to her, uh, you know, um, Kirk came from my universe to help you guys win or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could give me information to help me win. And like it's the uh, Kira, the, evil Kira still is looking out for the Bajorans, basically. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. she because she's because that's what she says, right? She wants she she lures her with help of. Uh, evil Kira supplying information for Prime Kira to help the Bajorans in her dimension, right, which is what yeah, yep. which is what gets her into it. So in either situation, the 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 safety of the Bajoran people seems to be their prime concern. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they do have that conversation about just something. I was just I could be completely wrong. I was just like psychologically spitballing there for. A few well, minutes, I, so. I think they have, they have a scene where uh, Mirror Universe Kira is sort of shocked that the Bajorans would end up in that. Like it's, they're surprised at the way that each of the mirror universes have gone. And I think that the, what, 
what the, the DS9 take on the Mirror Universe is doing is that it seems like it's less of a straight mirror thing, which was what TOS is, which is like, this is the opposite of you. And the DS9 universe is much more interested in this is potentially what you could have become at some point. Like, Yeah, I was going to bring that up, actually, because it seems like originally it was just evil versions. But here it's because, I mean, when O'Brien brings it up where he says, you know, in some other situation, depending on basically depending on how the dice fell, I could have been something else. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely different from the way that they present it in, in the original series and it it's, is it's yeah. frankly frankly it's it's kind of more interesting it brings up some more questions if you want to really magic xylophone this but um it's uh it, it is a more interesting way because then it, be, it it adds more um possibility for uh, uh people character growth and all that kind of stuff yeah it's a where where tos is like the philosophical thing of it like ds9 is more about the character interactions between each other and because the mirror universe people are really just the the worst traits of the prime universe exaggerated over itself it allows you to relate to them in a way where you you can have the o'brien moment of like if i was just in a different universe i could have done something better like i could have been happy yeah. somewhere else and things wouldn't have been the way that they worked out for me mm-hmm. it's actually i mean the the deep space nine mirror universe is almost closer to the yesterday's enterprise universe it right? is yeah I, I was thinking that in terms of uh set design too like they, they yeah. sort of light it the same way it's very dark I, and it actually it got me this is a little bit of a tangent but it got me thinking about the architecture of the station in some way like where uh, we, we've now seen in like Necessary Evil and this, we've seen a sort of darker version of the station. Like it's literally darker and it's actually supposed to be like a more authoritarian type thing. The Cardassian architecture suits itself better for this dark lighting. And the fact that the Federation came in and sort of overlit everything makes the set <laughs> looks look bad. But I think it makes sense on some kind of like in-universe level on some yeah. way. Like the, the dark big brother fascist Cardassian architecture looks great in low lighting, which is what Garrick was complaining about in the previous episode. Everything's too bright for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought I thought that was interesting because you had mentioned in Emissary, you're like, I'm not really crazy about the set design here. And I think it's really the fact that it's overlit on some level. It doesn't, well, it doesn't have that thing. As we know now, there's a reason why the light level is so low in the mirror universe, Wes. Well, oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Does it have something to do with uh, Mr. Lorca? I suppose would be one thing. To Everybody do in the mirror universe has like hyper light disease in their eyes. Oh my god! Is is this actually? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? I do, but is this is like I'm, I wasn't even realizing that I was going down that path when I started talking about it. I was really just excited that the the lighting looks better in low or the set looks better in low light. But I guess no, that's true. Everything that you just said is way more interesting than. Let's figure out a plot reason why we have fewer <laughs> lights on in the mirror universe. Uh, like, well, yes, the season two discovery. Join the show to listen as we as we go through that. Um, man, that's gonna. I'm gonna be drunk for every episode for that. Wh- so let's. I guess we should talk about the Terran revolution, which seems to take place at the end of this episode. So Cisco is apparently like a, a pirate. Is the impression that I get, and he's sort of mm-hmm. raiding other ships and giving tribute to. Uh, intendant kira and there's some sort of like sexually abusive relationship going on there right yeah she's also raping him or something like he he, he's not happy with the the he looks drugged when they're in that scene where she's taking a bath and he's just laying on the couch um i did i have to say i did like with that stuff in mind i did like the way they played his interaction with prime kira because he gets all up in her stuff in a way that, like, you could see him being like, oh, finally I can take out all of my, what the shit you've been doing to me for years on this, you know, other new, version. New version. Of yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that, that's he does the, um, and he, he interacts with each of them very similar. He touches both of their faces throughout this. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems to be something that he it seems to be a choice that Avery Brooks is making at that point. But, yeah, it's... And he's nothing if not a man who makes choices. No, he's, he's, he's a man of choices. So the, the Terran Revolution is... 
if anything, maybe my, I, I kind of agree with you that the, the episode lacks a little bit of uh, meat and potatoes in, in terms of like what the story is that they're actually trying to say. And it, it comes across more like it's just, wouldn't it be neat to go to the mirror universe? Yes. Which, yeah. uh, if you think that's a problem here, you are not going to like the future episodes uh, where they go to the mirror universe because it is diminishing returns the more that they actually go back there. I mean, you know, it's not that I didn't like it. It was fine. I, I just, it seemed, I seemed, think the, yeah, it's just the, the I think it was, they could have done a little bit more with it is the only thing. Yes, I, I would agree. And I, I, it leaves me kind of, it leaves me a little wanting. Like, I, I think if you had planned this to be the only expedition into the mirror universe, I think the sort of campy theatrics of it covers up that trip mm, you don't yeah. need anymore but the way that it, they the way that they leave in particular really strikes me as kind of awkward like it's basically oh, yeah, just big time like a couple a handful of terrans with guns and knives managed to basically storm out of a what's basically a, like a base like a military base and escape and you know o'brien's like well gee whiz golly willikers now things are looking up over here so i think i'm going to stay and that you know that clears up. Well, why wouldn't they bring O'Brien back? That'll be a mess when he gets brought back. But it, I don't know. I thought the end felt rushed in a way that if the story was about something, it would have come off as much worse. But because it's just the theatrical campiness of the mirror universe, I'm kind of like, well, whatever. Swashbuckling pirates save them, and they manage to get home. This is our new engineering person, Thomas O'Brien. Yeah, that's right. What is? I wonder if Miles O'Brien has an, an actual middle name. I don't know. We learned uh, um, Bashir's middle name was something like Sobacon or something like that in the previous episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny, and I know this is probably how when you say this in the writer's room, you end up with a four-episode arc that all takes place in the mirror universe and gets nothing done. But I kind of thought they could have stretched this out to two episodes um, just because it was so far into it. And I was like, what the hell? Are we? What's going on here? Like, what's the point of this? It's like the only... The only point was, hey, isn't the mirror universe fun? And how do we get home? Yeah. You know? Um, and so I was thinking, like, well, I mean, if you had another episode here, you could do something maybe a little bit more uh, elaborate or have them sit with it for a little bit long. Because I think that's what it was. I think I was just – I was waiting for Kira to have more introspection yep. because of what she was seeing. But it was always just basically, how do we get back? So I kept thinking, like, well, I mean, if they stretch this to two, I mean, she could really have time to sit with it and consider things and whatnot. But uh, yeah, somewhat. But some, yeah, they clearly didn't do that. Somewhat interestingly, they don't really ever talk about the mirror universe going into the prime universe, which maybe that's just discovery speaking now to me. And I feel like all the mirror universe people are trying to get into the prime universe at some point uh o'brien wants to get there but it's for wholehearted good reasons on some level uh, like i think that the the campiness of it is is good and it's fun and it lets the show look differently and everything like that but i i do feel that kira kira would need a conflict going on in the middle of the episode that would really be the turn about what the action was and they don't really get that it just kind of kind of glides into its finish and then they wrap things up and no one ever speaks you, of it again you know i was just thinking based off what you just said about um switching the mirror people going to the prime universe do you think the people who wrote for discovery hadn't watched any of these because i the way that they handle the mirror universe and getting there and stuff like that in discovery seems like they watched it on watched the tos episode and said Oh, so you can't go into the mirror universe without your mirror counterpart coming to the prime universe. Right. Because that's the like their biggest problem in Discovery is that they do that and then they just blow up the Discovery. <laughs> yeah, right. But like but they 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 work in this assumption that you can't coexist in the mirror yes. universe with your counterpart. Yep. And that's, that's while not, not explicitly yeah, right. yeah, while not explicitly how it works clearly. Uh, in in the TOS one, that is what happens, right? Yes. Um, you know, the yeah, because my understanding was that they switched in the mirror universe because they were doing the exact same thing in the TOS. Yes, yeah. So yeah. because they're doing the same thing, there's a switch. But the other series seem to 
they aren't like parallel running universes. They just have the same people in them and they're not doing the same thing, which is what Discovery and DS9 have to say. Yeah, what, it's, it's the very TOS sci-fi. That's the more hard sci-fi, not hard, but it's the more um, genre sci-fi take is the TOS episode approach, I think. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it seems like they took the mechanics. They they made the mechanics of the TOS one too literal. And right. they took yeah. the they took the open endedness of the DS nine one and they put them together and that does not inherently work. Right, <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, so I, I don't know. Have we, don't, we haven't even talked about the part that uh, at the beginning where Bashir sort of but not really asks Kira out on a date. Yeah, yeah. That was just such a. Str- I mean, it was a nice little bit of back and forth, but it's like it was just such a weird time killer. I I thought I take that to be. You said that you didn't think it was thematically tied in. I think it was only thematically tied in because it's such a lighthearted, goofy opening that it it sort of shocks you when the mirror universe comes up. You know, it's like a it's a big schism between those two. I don't think they do a good job of relating it, but. I mean, other, otherwise, the only other thing that you could get out of it is that Bashir and Kira aren't particularly well-suited to work together. But once they get into the Mirror Universe, that kind of fades away. So it doesn't really matter in the long run. Yeah. And I mean, you know, but even there, it's like it's not like they spend enough time together in the Mirror Universe to really kind of break down those Right. Walls, he's, you know? he's, he's, he's getting worked to death in the, uh, yeah. the labor also, camps. Also, so there are mines inside Deep Space Nine. No, that my understand they mine what's on Bajor and then they beam it up to the station where they process it. Oh, okay, that's kind of weird because the freedom with which they were moving back and forth from the mines and everything else between made the, it seem like it made it seem like the mine was on the station. Otherwise, she's got to go down to the station and then after they have their revolt, they have to get back up to the station without yeah. getting caught. <laughs> right. But now if mine, it's on the station, I'm like, how is there a mine, like a dusty coal mine? Yeah, my <laughs> understanding is nine. that the, they mine the planet and then the, the station is just the refinery place where they sort of smelt it or whatever they do with the, the materials. Um, is there any character we haven't really touched on here? I don't think so. Uh, O'Brien, Bashir... Um, I I liked um, I liked that they are uh, their insignia was kind of cool the uh, Cardassian, Cardassian and Klingon, Klingon thing yeah but then when it came to the Terrans they just like I just put put an Earth on them yeah <laughs> and uh, Kira still wears a Bajoran symbol interestingly on her on her dress and things like that as she wears the uh, earring too yep still has the earring with a headband and then and, and that yes. stuff yeah the um. I, before we wrap this one up, I kind of, it felt like you were kind of saying the same thing too. I kind of feel this one's similar to The Wire in the sense that the uh, the story is a little bit lacking on some level. And I don't know if they had planned to continue going forward with the Mirror Universe and they wanted to revisit it or something, but I kind of feel that they... Both of the episodes are more about world building than the standalone episode nature of the show itself and i i wonder if the show is struggling with that at this point if it's not sure how you really balance those two together well mm-hmm. like you you can have a great world building episode but on its own standalone nature it's not particularly a really great story because nothing really happens i feel both of those things are similar with the wire and crossover which we just watched yeah i would agree with that <clears throat> yeah the um although it's tough because can you call a mirror universe episode really world building because it doesn't, it's not really expanding it, your world, really. That's true. I, maybe it, just I mean, it character is, development, but, I guess, yeah. in terms of that. Um, yeah. I did like, uh, I, you know, I did like seeing um, Garrick there. Oh, sure. Uh, you get you get a sense of Garrick of what he, you get a sense of, since we discussed in The Wire, what Garrick would have been like in the Cardassian military, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice, it was nice to see him back to back like that to give you a little bit more... Uh, um, it was a good contrast. To... You know, who... oh, sorry, but you you know who that who that was actually originally supposed to be? He was only plugged in uh, afterwards. Uh, Ducat, Worf. No shit. Yeah, he was going to be the sort of uh, aggressive Klingon commander of the station. Oh, that would have been cool. Um, and then so Garrick was going to be Garrick was supposed to be the other Klingon who gets named in this episode occasionally, 
Mm-hmm. Garrick was going to be him. Worf, uh, Michael Dorn couldn't do it because they were filming Generations, so they bumped Garrick into that spot. I think it, the fan service thing would have been neat for Worf, but I think it works better as a Garrick placement. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I mean, they do they do Mirror Universe Worf later, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, he'll have a chance to visit the Mirror Universe and stuff like that. So we'll get a chance to visit with that. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll go to final thoughts. We've been talking about this one for a while. And then we'll uh, listen to some patron thoughts. We will play an audio clip right now. And we'll come back and we'll wrap it up. Tinkerer and putterer and fixer of broken things. You've been the perfect Theta for years. Could possibly have gotten into you. What were you thinking? Do you want an answer, Intendant? Yes. This man, this man is a doctor where he comes from. And there's an O'Brien there just like me, except he's some kind of high up chief of operations. They're Terrans. Can you believe that? Maybe it's a fairy tale he made up, but it started me thinking how how each of us might have turned out if history had been just a little different. I wanted him to take me with him because whatever it's like where he's from, it's got to be better than this. There's got to be something better than this. Okay, so patreon.com slash the Penske file. If you support the podcast there, you give a couple dollars a month, or you give a dollar even, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed, you're, you're able to comment on upcoming episodes and they get read on the podcast. So go to patreon.com slash the Penske file if you want to support the show and you want your opinion heard. Crossover, Stephen Cobb. I felt like the actors have fun playing different versions of themselves. It makes it fun t- for me to watch. Great banter with Bashir and Kira on the cold open. I feel like Avery Brooks makes really weird choices in how he portrays his mirror duplicate. I have to echo the prior comments about him not really playing happy or excited very well. That w- that was my. That's always been my opinion about Avery Brooks. Is he him playing happy is awkward. It does not come across well. Comes across. Do you it's do you a, think he's? It's a playing- very bro. It's a very Broadway kind of happy where it's like you can't show how happy you are unless you like are halfway into a dance step when you yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a lot of dance steps. How how would you think Avery Brooks would describe his character in this? Like if he were to give a one sentence sort of log line about what this character is about, what do you think he would say? In this episode? In in the Mirror Universe yeah. version of Cisco. Um. Would Brooks say that this character is insane? No. No? I don't think he would say he's insane. I think he would say that he's conflicted. Uh, because he's a pirate, but the only reason he is a pirate is because he is... man. Him him being a pirate and being under the thumb of Kira is, is his way of helping the small band of Terrans that, go with, that fly with him yep. to rise up from the basically the mines essentially hmm. so um i think he would i think he would zero in on that um as to talk about as far as his motivation yeah yeah they they don't do it at this point they do flesh out that character going forward oh, and he's he is just how we were talking about all the characters are a uh, a sort of exaggerated version of the worst traits of the other characters Cisco gets fleshed out a little bit more there, where it, ma- it makes sense. They they add some details to it. Yeah, because uh, he feels like he feels like a uh, he feels like a co- much like in in the Prime Universe, he's a company man. But he in this case, he's a company man going against all of his better yep. uh, better natures, um, and so he's becomes a ro- a rollicking hard <laughs> ha- r- rollicking. Yeah, he's a swashbuckling, uh, hard-drinking, <laughs> good old boy in order to uh, to cover up his failings, you know? The uh, Yeah, to to get serious and not joke. Uh, the, the, um, there is no, no jokes from here on out. There is no, not, mirror, there's no mirror universe Jake. That, that's, I, I would say that. So that's kind of a way that they, they work things out between it. Um, joint Mango. Crossover is objectively better than the mirror rubbish from Discovery. And bonus, Campbell's Chunky that, Soup that, Odo. 
that's that's a case in which I would, I would be okay with the objective music. <laughs> Eric McGowan says crossover. The most no enjo- jokes. The most enjoyable Mirror Universe episode of DS9 by a long shot for me. More entertaining than it has any right to be. You can tell the actors in the show are just having fun. Uh, let's see here. Eric Johnson. Crossover is a good episode, but tainted in retrospect by what came later. Before this, TOS had a single episode named Mirror Mirror. Uh, this is really what turned the Mirror Universe into a thing. I like seeing that a happy TOS ending has consequences centuries later, and I liked Intendant Kira for now. Unfortunately, DS9 would go to this well too many times, and Intendant Kira becomes so flanderized that I'll put her up there with Loxana Troy, the Nagus, and Mugi as a character. I just nope out whenever I know that she's involved. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, well, we'll we'll have uh, mirror universe episodes to talk about that in the future. No, I I thought she was great. I really I really enjoyed her. She's fun. Yeah. yeah, it's I we sort of talked about it. It's just you you can imagine the camp going too far. I think in the mirror, oh, yeah. like that's yeah. why you can't spend too much time there because it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense the longer that you spend there, as we were saying in Discover. Very, very serious. Very. <laughs> Uh, that they should have just continued the Batman thing. Someone, you know, after after Garrick's uh, the Killing Joke, Wire, nothing is real, everything is a lie. They should have just had Why so serious as the the line for this one. Matthew Ross crossover. Is this that moment? Is this when the Nav visitor said, "Oh yeah, Siddig is this for me"? I think that's a little bit of an inside. I guess they dated um, apparently in real life. Who did? Uh, Kira and Bashir. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, I think they dated during the running of the show. Uh, maybe it was the sweaty or makeup. Anyway, an enjoyable fan service connection to TOS and something TNG avoided. The callbacks were a nice touch. The karate uniforms of the humans with the earth on it, calling it the cage. And also noting the crossover of Kirk and Spock transformation. But some questions. Why would Kirk really be remembered? I think you answered that, Clay. If that's actually... I think you're right that they remember the mirror universe, Kirk. Um... I would now think that the more peaceful Spock can erase him from the universe. And what did Spock do? Put some Xanax in the water to chill out the humans to the point of collapse. Listen to Edith, Edith Keeler's speeches ad nauseum. I also take issue with the fact that the Klingons, Bajorans at all, are belligerent on the mirror universe as they are in the prime. Shouldn't they be nicer and more unified? What do you think about that? That was, a, that was something we brought up in Discovery. Um, how do you think that the, the, the races that are typically warlike are portrayed mm-hmm. as warlike in the DS9 mirror universe. Well, um, I think they cover that by what we were talking about before, where it's not necess- It's not the inverse anymore. It's right. just sort of like the alternate timeline. Yep. Yeah. And so I think that stuff. I think that stuff flies a lot easier when uh, when you've got a little bit more leeway like that. Because I, I mean, would- I guess it would be fun. I guess to see. Like some really passive Cardassians or something, but uh. yep. Well, I mean, I it was it was only disappointing. I only brought it up in terms of Discovery being disappointed because the Discovery universe seems to be the mirror universe, and it's tough because we didn't we didn't actually see that many character interactions between the two of them. Like mm. George Ao is the only one that we briefly got to know her in the Prime universe, and then she's totally different. She's a mirror opposite in the other universe. We never meet Mira Burnham. We never meet Prime Universe Lorca, so we don't actually know what those characters are like. Or, or Tilly, don't meet. Or, right, Captain we don't meet. Tilly. We don't meet Evil, <laughs> evil Tilly. It's kind of surprising. Evil, we ne- evil we never Doctor talked about is that. Evil Doctor is the same as regular Doctor. <laughs> We should Except just go he's back. a little bit more of a dickhead. We should just go back and rewatch uh, Discovery. I think to really understand. Uh, I'm surprised no. we didn't bring. We didn't bring. That's kind of surprising how little the Mirror Universe people talk to each other. Maybe we did bring that up, and we just never. I just don't remember it. In the uh, show, like in, in when we were covering Discovery, when we were doing the podcast, I, I, I don't remember yeah. talking about how little the Mirror Universes actually interact with their duplicates. Oh, I'm pretty sure that was my entire problem. Okay. I, well, I, I, that was what I said at the beginning <laughs> of this episode, too. Because <laughs> uh, more- just, again, it's just, it's a, it's a matter of you can't do the mirror unless you see the reflection, right? Yes. Okay, sure. So, yes, we, we did talk yeah. about that. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I, I was thinking more in a nuts and bolts of how little they actually talk to each other, I guess, which is the same, same kind of point. Um, Cisco, so I, in response to to Matt's comment, I don't have a problem with DS9 does enough to justify why this universe is like this, where I I don't notice that as a problem. Yeah. Uh, Cisco remains truer to the mirror side, although his monotone deliveries need some more snide whip lashery. It's good to see the security on mirror DS9. It's just as appalling as they're on prime DS9. Sure, let the prime people walk all over the place and talk to whoever. Why not? 
from the Klingon tough watch, uh, toughy watching Kira to Odo, they all all they do is watch each other. Hell, she's conspiring in front of him. It's cool watching Odo explode. However, <laughs> that was so good. Odo, it looked Odo's... like they put some effort into that too. Like it didn't look like it was straight like a CGI blob. It looks like they actually did some like uh, optical. Like they they actually filmed some sort of explosion and then put it on. It yeah, good. like one of those ballistic dummies or something. Yeah, it's like a yeah. jelly that just explodes. It was probably the most. Um, interesting odo transformation shot like it's sort of a transformation because he just blows yeah. up into piles of goo yeah which i guess uh is this that's evidence that the changelings couldn't be like a t-1000 i guess they can't guess, just reform yeah because yeah, odo doesn't reform so I, I guess it is possible to kill odo by separating him into chunks um crossover kyle barrett the updated continuity does make it a little strange to hear characters call the events of Mirror Mirror the first crossover, but I guess knowledge of the Enterprise and Discovery crossovers were lost when the Terran Empire collapsed, and only the Kirk crossover is known because that is the only one that had major repercussions. That's my own head. Yeah, candy. don't don't you remember how in the show they talk about how they hide the fucking evidence that it ever happened? They just yeah, they discovered they of, just <laughs> instead of placing it in the future where you wouldn't have to do this shit. You gotta jam it into a timeline that's already been established and make sure everyone's like, oh well, make sure we destroy all the evidence of this so no one knows it ever happened. Although the, the 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 feedback here would be, as you were saying in this episode, it's based on mirror universe knowledge. So the people in the mirror universe aren't operating under this non disclosure act, right? In this in discovery. Right. That's true. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they should be blathering on about it, I suppose, in the mirror universe. But well yeah. to hell with it. Well no, they can't. No, they can't. Because anybody that knew about it got blown up. I guess so. Right? So the you, only interactions the only interactions in the mirror universe happen on the Emperor's ship. Emperor's ship gets blown up, everybody on the ship dies, and the discovery that got zapped from the mirror universe to the prime universe also gets blown up off screen. Okay. So anybody who was involved in that initial thing from the mirror universe side is dead, so you wouldn't have to hide it. And it's it's earlier, so we'll say that they, you know, in TOS, the Enterprise wasn't always talking with people. It was always kind of a big event when the Enterprise, the original Enterprise, would talk to somebody else, like from a long distance away. So maybe we'll we'll assume that because that's a prequel to TOS, they're even more technologically uh, disadvantaged. Sounds good to me. We're making sense of the universe. The episode makes for fun, unintentional companion piece with the wire. There we hear about Garrick's past as an oppressive Cardassian agent, and here we are able to see it. We talked. I think that's a good point. It's a way to uh, build that character. I like the episode a lot, especially how the opening scene is purposely ridiculous and lighthearted to contrast with the darkness of the mirror universe. But I can't help feeling it'd be better as a two-parter. Wow, Kyle, you're just kind of hitting all our points here. It would allow Cisco yeah. changing sides and committing to a rebellion to be less rushed and explore the universe more in the first DS9 crossover and the first ds9 crossover might have made the writers less inclined to sorry fuck that sentence up exploring the mm -hmm. universe more in this first ds9 crossover might have made the writers less inclined to go back as often as they did cool guys thank you very much for your feedback much appreciated as always you can go to patreon.com slash the penske file if you want to comment on up upcoming episodes clay you can go first mm -hmm. i did the first wire so what are you going to give this one did you like this one more or less than the wire sounds like you liked it more um, not that it changes your rating, but just on like a watchable, uh, discussable well, episode. Okay, well, that kind of leads me into what I was going to say. So, I, while I enjoyed this, I don't think I would really go back and watch it. And I think that's the biggest failing of it, because you've got a situation like, we brought up yesterday's Enterprise earlier, and I think that's a good one to compare it to. Because yesterday's Enterprise, you can constantly go back and watch it and get a lot of, you know, story, character, whatever, enjoyment out of it. It's a pretty fully formed story. Yeah. And here, it's just surface level, you know? Like, yesterday's Enterprise works because you're in the different timeline, but the timeline itself has a... Has a stakes. Stakes. Yeah, there's and stakes. And a to problem that, that needs to be solved. In this episode, the mirror universe doesn't really have any stakes that are going to be that affect anybody other than Kira and Bashir. Um, and you could, I guess, you could say that at the end there's a you know a, a little mini uprising or whatever. But there's no conflict. There's really no conflict in this episode, really, if you think about it. it no, it's just sort no, of them it's, dicking it's very, around it's the mirror. Just universe. a sense of general unease, basically, as yeah. they wait to figure out a way to get home. And 
I don't think that makes it memorable enough of an episode where I would go back and pick this one out as one to watch. I think I think it's close. I think Kira is great. I, I mean, Mira Kira is great. The uh, all of the other guys are great, but it's just it's missing it's missing the meat. That's that's really would make this one like an all timer or like one of those really special, you know, outside the box episodes that you're really going to come back and watch. Whereas uh, the wire, I think, probably improves if you go back and watch it again. Um, so yeah, while I enjoyed this one, I still th- I would probably I would probably give it a three because it's it's good. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a big Star Trek endorphin spike. Um, but ultimately, it feels kind of pointless. Um, like okay, let's put it this way. Not that I know anything about what's happening. Actually, sorry, as I was thinking about what I was going to say, I realized I'm about to rewrite Discovery. Um, not that I know exactly what happens in the Dominion War, right? But say this episode fell somewhere during the Dominion War. And then maybe the future ones do. I'm sure they do. Um, and so what you're doing in the Mirror Universe ultimately affects your characters bring back information or or a way of thinking or a new outlook on stuff that's going to influence the way they handle similar situations they're presented with in the in the prime universe right which is which is theoretically what we thought they were going to do in discovery but they ended up not doing that at all really um so i think it's that sort of that sort of uh, meat that is missing that that stops it from being like an all timer that I would say, oh, this is one you got to see. Yeah, interesting. I would, I'm going to give it a three as well. And my bump up to four is a fairly simple change that um, is kind of similar to yours. If O'Brien's, if Mirror Universe's O'Brien's story had been more of a thread that was through the entire episode, that makes it a better episode to me. Yeah. If it if it becomes about how these universes are really just slight variations on kind of the same people. They're just a little bit tweaked. That to me is a very interesting way to go about it. And the, the show instead is relying a little bit too much on just the campy callback to TOS on some level. And it's, it's content to just be in the mirror universe and be like, Oh, look at these people. They're weird. And everyone's different. It's a, it's kind of neat. We'll put a little bit of a sprinkling of story underneath it, but to to me a good episode would really dig into that and be about something and this one just isn't it's fun i like it um it's a three for me though yeah i mean like think about picard in yesterday's enterprise that version of picard that we get to sit with where he's different he's not evil he's different yeah but he's more aggressive yeah he's just an yeah. a- angry version but we know so much about him by that point and seeing him deal with that situation in uh from a a situation he very easily could have dealt with in the normal timeline, but having all of this other baggage behind him is just really interesting and really, really works. And it just, they just don't get anything that's that interesting in this episode. unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd agree. That's a good way to go out guys. Social media, all the links are below Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You can go to patreoncom slash the Penske file. As I said, you want to support the show. It's the best way to do it. You can also support the show. If you don't want to give money, you can go to iTunes and rate us on iTunes. That's much appreciated. And then discord, a little chat room. You want to go to discord. You want to talk to people. You want to talk about the shows, go to discordapp.com. download that. It's kind of like Skype and you can talk to each other in text based uh, chat rooms and stuff like that. It's good times. Clay. That's about mm. it. You are going to be back for the Gem Hadar, which is the season two finale. Is, it, is this a Dune thing? Well, sounds like a Dune. It sounds like a Dune thing. It sounds like a. D- <laughs> That's actually. I, I wonder for a moment there if you had somehow hacked the Patreon because that is a comment that actually comes up about the Gem Hadar. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll see. But yeah, you'll be back for season two finale, and uh, until then, we have a whole bunch of other episodes coming up. Does the season end with? Uh with Dax saying, I am the Kwisatz Haderach, and then it just rains or something? I, I, I just blocked out my ears, and I was saying, la, 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 la. I didn't want to hear any. I think it would be saying Dune quotes to me, like being a, a lineup of criminals that I'd never seen or something. And then like if, if I was out <laughs> drunk, and I was like blackout drunk, and you asked me to identify who the man was that mugged me, I would not be able to identify a single Dune name to what it actually means, I don't think. 
Um, but anyway, enough bad-mouthing Dune. Do I have anything else here to say? No, non-sequitur. Do you have one? I, I, I only planned for one, so I don't really have anything interesting uh, to talk about. No, I think I covered them all in the last episode, yeah. unfortunately. Anyway, guys, leave comments about uh, the wrapping up of Season 2. The Clay, you've only seen a couple. It's generally considered that the, uh, the last couple episodes of Season 2 are elevated. Um, you've watched two of them, which is The Wire and Crossover. I don't know if I get a sense that this is like a, the late run of season six of TNG or anything, but they've been, I've noticed a difference in the show. I don't know if you have. Yeah, they're definitely, uh, cha- they're, like, you know, we talked about it the last one I was on before The Wire. Uh, they're definitely changing their focus. Um, yep. It definitely feels different. <clears throat> it's a, I mean, they're, they're better for it too. I think they're figuring out what they, what kind of show they have and what kind of stories they want to tell and they're, you know, doing a pretty good job. Yeah, it's the the change has been kind of abrupt. Interestingly to me, like it, it just it just happened one episode. They're like, no more of those, no more of those older stories that we're doing. We're going to do new stuff here. Uh, we'll see how it goes moving forward. But anyway, do guys, all of the do all of the future mirror universe episodes feature Kira in more revealing outfits? Uh, you because that's have, that's a safe bet to make. I would think. Okay, I was gonna say because that seems like something that they would do on a show like this, where it's like, well, every time we go back, we have to put her in another cleavy dress. <laughs> it makes it all worth going back for, though, in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Much appreciated, Clay. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's it. Uh, we'll be back with what is the episode directly after this? It's either collaborator or tribunal. Let me just check to make sure this is accurate what I'm saying. Collaborator. All right. So collaborator, tribunal, and then Gemdar, I think. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. I will see you next time.